0: Welcome to the Young Saints Leadership Podcast, where we're going to be talking about all things youth. From leadership culture to supernatural youth ministry and discipling revivalists. We hope you guys enjoy. Hello. What's up?
1: Good morning, good evening, good afternoon, whatever time you are listening. We love it all. It is morning for us.
0: Yes, it is.
1: And it's Monday, and you can tell. (laughs) If you can see our faces, you would know.
2: I'm also really sick. For those who are um, visually watching, so I'm not mad at the world. Oh no! Did you take a test?
1: This isn't
2: 2020. (laughs)
1: Controversial. Stay away. Sorry, y'all. Kind of dose up on vitamin C. All the things. Okay. Um. Anyway,
0: those oranges, bro, they're really good right now. Trader Joe's has
1: ginger shots. Naval Way cheaper oranges, than your though. local juice place. <laughs> wow. I'm anyway, anyway, but we go don't pick hate them the
0: juice places. We no, do we like, do. I um, love my juice
1: place. But you know, inflation. <laughs> 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 Got to go to Trader Joe's for my
0: ginger. Oh, <laughs> That's true. Okay.
1: Anyway, back to what we're going to talk about today. When it, did anything fun happen this last week?
0: You know, a lot has happened this last week.
1: I'm trying to think. I mean, we had a Super Bowl party. That was pretty fun. We did. Lots of snacks, lots of food.
0: Oh, Mm -hmm. for sure. Mm -hmm. We uh, did a leader's retreat. We actually was on our leader's retreat. That was this last week. I know. We talked about that a little bit, but
1: we actually have been now.
2: Yes, so that's a little different. It was awesome.
1: Maybe you guys should share like that the highlight of retreat for you guys before we dive into what we're going to talk about real my, quick.
2: Mine was for sure um, that night where we worshipped together. Yeah, um, so, that was that was my.
1: Would you like to share why?
2: That space, it just felt like I keep I keep saying this one phrase that um <clears throat> I remember having a thought during that time. And I was so convinced of it. If we live from this space, we can change the world. Mm. And it was just this, I don't know. I felt like he heaven was very near and no yeah. one was thinking about themselves. And that felt yes. really nice.
1: That <laughs> yes. was true. Yeah. yeah.
2: It's true. It's amazing what happens
0: in that space.
1: Um, just to give you guys a picture of what happened. we um, It was the last night we were going to possibly do worship and ministry, but... We started worshiping, and we got onto this song, and man, it was like glorifying God. It was very high praise, strictly to Him. That's kind of what I mean by high praise. Um, and it just like the glory fell, and it was very intense. And we amazing. had this dinky little piano <laughs> with, with these small speakers that the room couldn't even fully hear. Every even the piano it was mainly just voices. If you saw the video, screaming. And it was just loud, eruptive praise and worship. And honestly, it was probably one of the most glory-filled, small worship gatherings I've ever been a part of. And so, yeah, I think it was such a crazy time of worship, which is kind of going to lead into what we're going to talk about today. We're actually going to talk about worship, maybe youth worship, worship culture, what that looks like. And so, yeah. Yeah. Did you want to, you look like you have something to say.
0: Yeah, no, I, I was, it was so fun. It was explosive and it feels like God is highlighting something. I think something that happened that night that I think is being highlighted right now in worship. And maybe if you're watching and you've been in a room and you're like, wow, this is something is breaking open when we're doing this. There was such an explosive amount of celebration and a shout and roar that was, um, you couldn't fabricate it wasn't mm-hmm. like anybody was saying lift your voice up sing do this it was like there was such a raw expression for people to worship in a loud way and and you know i was laughing when i was telling people i'm like we're, we're the youth department we are not the worship department so it's not like we're all harmonizing with each other and <laughs> it was, it's all right. on key, right? i literally I think, was like,
1: I'm and let the room take it, and then yeah. they got off time and key. I was like, yeah. "Actually, I'm going to keep singing with them for just mm-hmm. a little bit." I think bit more. sometimes
0: people think that if if everything sounds good, that's when the glory of God comes. It's true, and right. that's not true because right. if that was true, God would made would have made everybody's voice good. Yeah. And and not everyone has such. Some are canaries beautiful, and some, are, some crows. are crows, and we love all. And and I definitely fall more in the crow category. He does. So it's I'm true. okay talking about it, you know. And I think that a lot of times people will tell you like, "Oh, it's when everything sounded good, man. God was there." And I would find like it's when people are fully expressing their own incense and love to God. Yeah, yeah. He comes. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't always sound amazing. But what I discovered is when I'm fully worshiping, I actually don't hear the other sound because I'm fully engaged. Like I'm, I'm so engaged. I don't hear everything else that's happening. And it was one of those moments where I was like, wow, God is so near. I had this similar thought to Dante and we didn't Mm -hmm. talk, but my thought was the world is so small Mm. when, when we're in the glory like this, the world feels so small. Problems feel so small. Situations feel so small. What's possible feels huge. You're like, anything is possible. And, and it's that idea that's like, wow, we, how do we live here? How do we get here all the time? How do we get students to be in here? Yeah. It starts with our leaders, but yeah.
1: Yeah. I do think there was something even on the roar of lifting up our voices and, Mm. Obviously, I think instruments are so powerful and they can prophesy to the Lord and the Bible talks a lot about that. But there is something significant on the raising of your voice in this season that you are his favorite instrument. You are his favorite sound. And like even on Wednesday, this last youth service, one of our worship leaders, he just did like, hey, everybody, let's lift up a shout of praise. And I could tangibly feel that is what broke this thing in the atmosphere and our youth leaders, because we had that encounter on Sunday night, they literally erupted with him and it shifted the, the The whole atmosphere of the room. And it was just the sound of our, like the instruments weren't playing very loud. It was just the sound of his people's voices Mm. in a uproar that just kind of shifted the whole space. Yeah, And, um, I think one thing that so many people, when it comes to worship and like different, you maybe especially in youth environments, people are so afraid of the word hype. Yeah, and they would say, "Oh, well, if you make people shout, that's just hype. You just want a response, or all of these kind of things of like tell them to lift their hands. It's all hype. It's all this thing." But mm. I'm like more and more convinced. I'm like, hype is a heart issue. So if we're the ones choosing to be hype, and if you could be a worship leader and says, we're just going to jump and you're trying to get them a response, that is definitely hype. But if you're like, no, I I know that God likes it when the room lifts their Mm. hands. Yeah. Like even yesterday I was leading worship at church and I was like, let's all just lift our hands and sing this. And I could feel the unity in the room rise mm. and he delighted in it. Yeah. Yes, And I was like, Oh, it's not about a response. So I feel like a great worship leader. It's more about like he, Likes us lifting our hands. Yes. I don't. I don't know why. Yes. And I even told our teenagers this last Wednesday when I talked to them. Like, do you really think I want you shouting at me? That's terrifying. <clears throat> I'm not asking you to shout so that I can feel something. I just know biblically it says lift up shouts of praise. Right. And so, I and then I even thought about the time where David. We've been talking about the tabernacle a lot, which I just love, love, love. But when David brings back the ark. He's going wild and crazy and he's extravagantly worshiping. It would have offended all of us. You know, he's literally yep. losing his clothes. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that would offend me a little bit, you know? And so he's literally going bonkers. And obviously his wife despises him. And so many people nowadays would look at David and said, Oh, that was just hype. But it's interesting. The Lord's response was that's a man after my own heart yeah. because God can see the heart. And, then you also yep. can look at the woman with the jar who m- a lot of people would have maybe said, oh, she's just so emotional. She, she's just wasting this. Yeah. She's just weeping at the feet of Jesus. You know, people would call that a different form of hype.
2: Yeah.
1: Right. Yep, they yeah. look totally different, but we can judge them the same. And the Lord's response again was this story will be told for the rest of eternity because yeah. it moved him so much. Yeah. And I think that as we engage in worship, we need to be a more aware of what God likes rather than I don't want to just fake something. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. yeah.
0: But I think that's the, that you're hitting the issue is I think a lot of us have gotten off to where worship is a moment in a set or a moment in a service. Mm-hmm. And it's like, Oh, how do we make this moment? Awesome.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah.
0: Instead of going, okay, this moment is so that God can corporately be worshiped by his people. Mm -hmm. But we're thinking, how do we make this moment awesome? And so there's, you can see the shift, how it's like, what does the stage look like? Mm -hmm. What are the lights?
1: Yeah.
0: What's our sound? Okay, who's on that stage? And we're not thinking heart posture. We're thinking talent. We're thinking who has the best voice? What songs are the kids really liking? Mm -hmm. And I'm like, when God comes, everyone, everyone will take note. So we yeah. need to be asking like, God, what's the songs you like? Yeah, <laughs> Because worship is about you. So what's True. the songs you like? And then we will adjust accordingly. Yeah. But we've made worship about what we feel and we like, and we're expecting God to adjust and come on something we like. It's like that backwards mm-hmm. thing yeah. of like, you don't, you don't ask, you don't do something and then say, God bless it. You, go God what do you what do you like and i'm going to make sure i adjust
1: yeah it's true i think that even we forget sometimes that jesus is a person that like has different phases of what he likes like i think there is seasons where he blesses other types of songs but in mm. this season he's definitely more drawn like, you can feel him Blessing and being attracted to songs that are strictly about him and not us. Yes, when in other praise. seasons, you yeah. think of like the song, How He Loves, it he was, was on it and yes. God was moving through that so powerfully and he was revealing himself through that song. Mm, yes. And so there's different seasons that if you kind of look at the broad picture, And I would say even last season, he was more on the songs that were the invitational songs where we were inviting him to come and rest. Mm -hmm. And those were different moments. But this season, he's definitely on the songs that are like what we call vertical, high praise, those ones that are like straight up. Yes. And there's other songs that are more um, horizontal, which is like congregational songs, like where you sing something like. My fear doesn't stand a chance when I am there. Yes. That's like a song like where you're exhorting your own faith mm. and your own belief in yes. God. It's probably more of a horizontal. And then vertical is definitely like unto the lamb, unto the lamb, this beautiful man who reigns forever. I'm just, yeah. if Murray you don't really know the difference. I really do like that song. Um, I'm just trying to, like in case our listeners don't know the difference between no, horizontal good. and vertical, yeah. those are a great example yeah. of one is up, one is out. <laughs> and yeah. so I think being aware that God is really resting on songs that are up.
0: Yeah. And I, I want to encourage us. Like when you're, if you're listening to this, you're a youth pastor, you're a youth leader, you're like going back to that hype thing. Like, how do you make sure you don't fall prey to hype? And I think first off it's going sometimes because I, I love bill. Always says if, 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 we see that something's off, sometimes our reaction to correct it becomes an error. So if we see an error and then we react to it, we create another error. And I think what's happened is people have been so afraid of hype that we actually have now erred to where we don't actually call people into worship. Because we're so afraid of hype. And we're like, I don't want to or the you know, I don't want to manipulate anybody else. Yeah, that's what it is. Yeah. I don't want to manipulate God I don't is going to move force their people. hearts. And I want to encourage us when the first step is just making sure your own heart, you're like, I'm not getting any validation or needs met
2: Yeah.
0: when I'm on stage trying to get people to do something. It doesn't make me feel more spiritual if everyone shouts. It doesn't make me go, wow, I must have some strong authority. I said, shout and the room exploded. If you feel that you have to watch that because that's a sign that you're going, wow, I'm actually getting something. I feel more spiritual because of the response of the room. Mm -hmm. Well, the response of the room does not determine our own spirituality at all. Mm -hmm. And so you're like, even as a worship leader, if you're leading worship and you're like, wow, that room exploded. That was the, the hearts, the hungry hearts of the people in the room that you got to lead into the presence of God. Your job is to go. My heart is a heart after God for worship. When you're leading in any capacity and you're going, I see who God is and what he loves. And mm-hmm. I want people to experience that level of his presence. Mm-hmm. And he told us how to access it. Yeah. At that yeah. moment, you're like, this is how we do it. Mm-hmm. And I think um, th- that's, I don't know, it's helped me navigate some really tricky waters in youth because you're like, I don't want kids to feel like they ever have to worship But I also can't then never call kids into worship because then I'm going to leave them at, why does worship not work? Yeah. Why do I never feel God? And I'm like, well, there actually is a way to enter
1: his -hmm. presence.
0: And that's why I think we've been all talking about the tabernacles. I'm like, that was how you got to enter into the Holy of Holies. That Mm -hmm. was the process. Well, the process stays. It's just through Jesus now. So you're understanding Mm -hmm. like, oh, the whole, it was a whole picture of what we do, but we do it now and we, everyone gets access, but you still, there's still this, like,
1: there's still principles in the form of the tabernacle. Thanksgiving and praise,
0: incense, sacrifice. So we're living sacrifices now. So we are, and we recognize Jesus as the great sacrifice. So you're still having this word picture and worship that's going, this is how you enter into Mm -hmm. holy places in God. And I think a lot of people, they're almost just like, Waiting, like I hope one day I'll have those moments. And I'm like, he actually paid a price for us to learn how to live there. Yes. Not just to randomly be in a set and go, Oh, today was special. Yeah. I don't know why. But I'm glad I showed up. And I might never experience that again. I'm like, that would be really sad because he paid the price so that we get to experience
2: it and live there yeah. continuously. Yeah. What what advice would you would you guys give a, a youth pastor? it's your voice bro I know. I know it's, it's a struggle <laughs> that you would give um, no band or they don't have a skill worship leader it
0: is so great
1: um, we, no band can
0: we give the advice I mean here's the first advice when me and Mari moved here to Reading in 2010 Mari took over worship she got given a piece of advice that has guided us for a long time
1: yeah it was actually by Chris Kilala. yes so I met with him and he was like, I would always pick heart over talent. Any day. Talent can be developed. Heart can is harder to change. And so I think that was something that we, I looked for, I still look for. Of Yes. I'm looking for people that have amazing hearts that want to serve God. And obviously there needs to be some level of skill before you throw them up on your stage. Because we get that. Because we don't serve excellence, but excellence is there to make people not get distracted so they actually can feast on the Lord. Yeah. So there's a difference between, we we like skill and excellence, but it's not like what we live by, but it does help facilitate less distraction from the presence of God. As somebody with amazing
0: skill, whose heart is off. Oh, you I'm can feel like, it. It's like sounding gongs. I'm like, go,
1: go sit Thank in the prayer house for a couple
0: of years. And then come
1: yes. Just, Do something. Go and figure out what is happening in the heart. Sometimes it just feels like noise. Honestly. Yes.
0: And that's that's what's hard and is you can tell when a musician, you're like, you're just playing.
1: You're just playing. Which is beautiful, honestly, but it's not I would say if that's all you have right now, maybe back to what you were saying of like maybe take a break yeah. from live worship and find a worship album, worship on YouTube where you feel the presence of God and have your kids start there until you can kinda reset the culture of your worship community or your worship team, or your worship leader. Um, but if you're a youth pastor, be intentional with your worship leader. You are her her or his greatest asset of belief and encouragement, and especially leading young people, they need a lot of it.
2: <laughs> yeah. it's,
1: I've had incredible, well-known worship leaders that are like, I don't know how you do what you do. This is hard because it, like kids, Eat you alive. That's <laughs> true. In worship. They they can read right through you. Like yep. they want true, authentic. They want connection. Someone they can actually believe is real and not just there for a stepping stone. Like kids, they can see those kind of things. And so be your worship leader's greatest encourager. Champion them, believe in them, invite them to them. your house over for dinner. Build a relationship where you yes. trust them to where when they say, I feel like We're not going to do a Hillsong Young and Free to start. We're going to try something different. Let them try it out. Let them take the risk. And if it fails, don't be like, told you. Just say, hey, maybe next time let's try something different. You know? And
0: and I I will say in this, as a leader, you have to, when you're leading people, they need to feel that permission to take risks. And it can't feel like the moment a risk fails, that means we adjust. Because then you don't have a risk culture. Because if I know that if I take a risk and it fails, so now you're going to tell me we have to adjust, I'm not going to try again. Because I'm sure. going, oh, that's actually not a risk culture. That means if I don't get it right the first time, we're never doing this again. You've got to learn how to empower and go-
1: You celebrate the you risk. You celebrate the risk. You go, Even hey, if it wasn't the great result, you celebrate you the, the risk. You started with
0: a really deep song. Hey, maybe let's go back and think, how do we figure out how to get to that deep place in a different way? And if you don't love- uh, a techno song to start there. There's so many other songs that start with, um, there, there, again, there's principles to helping just lead people. We yeah. have kind of a rule here, just so you guys know, in young Saints, so everyone's like, Oh my gosh, Bethel prophetic. What do you guys do? You probably just flow for hours. This is crazy. Um, <laughs> we, we, we have like a general thing that we go, man, I, when, when you're starting a set, I don't love ever having somebody flow for prophetically because kids are so everywhere.
1: Well, mm-hmm. Bill, when ben, I watched his worship thing, Bill that Bill to, he's like, don't to ever do this. <laughs> it. Just don't ever do it. Because you got to meet people where they're at. You got to realize that kid that just walked in, got into a massive fight with his mom. And Sparing he's really discouraged or he failed or, or, or got in a friend drama. And yeah. if we're like, well, we're prayed up and we're ready to go. So jump in with us. They're like... I'm just barely walking in the door. Like,
0: you I'm gotta, still trying to figure out if God's real. There is some element of
1: like, you don't do things just because they're spiritual. You want to be leading people yes. to something. Does yes. that make sense? Like mm-hmm. you could get up there and swirl and you feel God. That's great. But if the whole room's not with you, you're not leading anybody. You're just having your own private spiritual moment, which you can do at home. So that's what yes, you got to remember that. There's a corporate anointing and a personal anointing, and you want to keep your personal anointing for your home and keep the corporate for the corporate. It's great. Anyway, but that's one thing you could do. And so
0: or if you just have a guitar player, man, use the guitar yeah. player to start. Don't think that you need a full band.
1: No. You oh my gosh. Not.
0: Some of the most profound worship moments we've had can sometimes be with a keys player, one guitar player. Doesn't need to be a crazy full band to start. Yes. Worship, I mean, David attracted God in the backside of
1: a desert with and shame. I would encourage you, like, if you're, you, like, do a lot right you don't now. have a team, <laughs> don't pressure yourself to make something happen on your youth service. But maybe like gather the people that are learning and say, hey, let's have a worship night at my house. Yes, And you gather whatever kid wants to come hmm. and you build your culture in your home hmm. and you invite kids to come learn what you're going after. And then you launch later on your youth service, like months and years down the road. You know what I mean? Yep. To where you're not like, oh, we found a guitar player. Put them up. And all the pressure of your youth service is on that person. Because there's, it's a lot of pressure for a worship leader. We're half the service. And I don't think you should just throw people <laughs> to the deep, you know? And I, I would say for, I have so much to say on leading worship leaders. But another thing Roy kind of mentioned it, trust them, trust the Holy Spirit inside of them. If you tell them what songs to lead, how would you feel if I told you what sermon to preach? And as youth pastors, you're like, I got to feel, I got to find what God's saying. They do too, because they have to feel what God is saying and they have to believe what they're singing just as much as you have to believe what you're saying. And so I think that's important to remember as leading worship leaders. We just think, oh, sing these songs and it'll work. But if they don't believe them, you won't yes. feel the faith translate in the room. And then not as much will happen if you are you're just being told exactly what to do. And so- that's just a whole little tangent I had for you guys. But I man. would say it's, it's real. If you're a worship leader, get alone with God, discover what Holy Spirit's saying, discover how He's moving you, and go with it, whether it's not in the proper form of what you've been doing or not. If you're a youth pastor and you have no worship team, find a few instrumentalists that you're like, let's develop you, and get them to your house, gather your hungriest kids and say let's just worship God and if it stinks and is really horrible and it it doesn't matter you're building culture and you're letting them learn how to do this and I would say if you have a worship team already going and they're pretty decent just build a bridge be a connection find a way to bring them into your life to where they feel like you're on the same team that they're not just working for you if that makes sense. I
0: would say the big takeaway to wrap this up is this heart is is more important than anything else your heart for God, your own heart for God as a leader, pe- putting people, empowering people that have a heart for God so important and making sure that leaders and worship leaders stay connected and that builds a lot of trust so that there's you each influence each other and so that no one ever feels controlled no one ever feels told what to do you're influencing each other, it's that relationship it's not in the same way, but very similar. Like how in marriage, you would you you submit to one another mm-hmm. out of reverence for Christ. Like out of marriage, you're constantly playing the like we're we're honoring, submitting, letting each other infect you. That's the same idea as church leadership. It's just not always seen. Is that you submit to one another, and so you trust that everybody hears God. Everybody that I am empowering on the stage, if they sense something, I trust it. But if I send something, they trust it. Yeah. So it goes both ways, yes. and so just remember that, and it's don't be quick to judge. Yes. Nobody can judge the hearts of man. Don't be quick to judge hype. Uh, it, it'll it'll course correct you to where then you're like, oh, I don't celebrate. <laughs> Why do we have a Moody broody Youth Ministry? <laughs> yeah, oh wait, because <laughs> celebration. And unfortunately, even not unfortunately, I love it, but the Bible commands us to rejoice, which means it's not a natural thing. (laughs) So that means at any moment that you're probably going to start rejoicing, you're going to feel it being unnatural. And everybody wants stuff to be organic right now. We're all organic. Everything's organic. For too, I don't even want to try to like go in a relationship because it's got to be organic. You know, it's it's across the board right now. But in worship, what's happening is we're not actually stepping into biblical worship because we're trying to make it organic. And unfortunately, us yes, as humans, he, before, he knew yeah. he was like. Your form, but your like. organic might be laying on the ground and not singing. So I'm going to help you out. <laughs> like, that's a moment, but that's not your lifestyle of worship. Anyways, just some thoughts. Anything else before that's we close? It.
1: Let's just wrap this up. We love you guys. We have so, so much good. more to say. Maybe we'll do a part two. And
0: who knows? Who knows? Dante will have more to say the next time.
1: <laughs> we love you guys. Bye.